Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, John. Hey, this is the Bro Show. Yeah, that's what I've been told. Uh, what's that all about? We are brothers, actual yeah. brothers, mm. not some kind of, you know, loosey-goosey slang kind of, hey, brother, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Actual blood brothers, and not blood brothers like Davy Crockett kind of blood brothers, but real brothers genetically. Speaking, we're going to talk a lot about genetics today. We are the Bro Show. We're two brothers who talk about three things. What's the first thing we talk about, John? Well, the first thing we've uh, we've we, we, we have a rat, rat rat story that we okay. usually this is the season of the rat and it's coming to a close. We've only got one more, but I'll tell you Ooh. what, we delivered again this week. I can't believe these rat stories just fall in our laps. That's all I can say. What's the second thing we do is we have a word of the week, and we've got a good one this week also. Then the third sure thing do. we do, we give our two takes on something. It could be anything. It could be a film. It could be a scientific breakthrough. It could be one of John's personality disorders you know, or mm. something like that. Obsessions I have. <laughs> it's a book title. So anyway, that's what the show's about for new listeners. And we need to know what shirts we're wearing today. Yeah, we've got these uniforms that we we have a lot of them. And yeah, I am wearing uh, the wolf the wolfy shirt here. Um, oh. I live here to uh, Center for Humans and Nature is the one who is the recipient of any of the uh, of the you know proceeds that from this shirt. So okay. I'm proud to wear it, Center for Humans and Nature. I do have a little bit of a conflict of interest since they employ me, um, yeah. but I will continue every other week to say good things about them, and I won't want to. I don't want to say what I will say the other weeks. I don't want to say what I will say. <laughs> okay. That's a good start. I'm wearing the band t-shirt, a gray one. Well, that's a good uh, one to wear. Yeah, it's got I'm with the band, and it, it supportourmusicians.org is the link if you want to go buy the t-shirt. We've got links in the show notes that you will receive. Uh, again, the same as the deal with the wolf t-shirt. All the, pre- all the proceeds go to a nonprofit. And the nonprofit mm. in this case is Music Cares. Music Cares helps musicians with their finances, uh, with health problems, uh, including hearing. Hearing is one I like. Yeah. That's and an they occupational hazard. They also help audiences. They have earplugs <laughs> that you can pick up. The little foam ones, you know, you put in. That's wonderful. Yeah. I like it, it. It's, a, it's a really good organization. And when you buy a T-shirt, about seven or eight bucks goes to them, and it mounts up as you buy a T-shirt. So buy a damn t-shirt. If you go to bars or whatever and listen to bands, they're not working. They need your help. Buy a t-shirt. We've got an RIP going out, a shout out going out, uh, to, to Rusty Mara, who passed away yesterday. He's a member of my family, uh, a brother-in-law. He was the elder statesman of the family and he will be sorely missed by all the Mara kids, including my wife and Blondie, who does, does work on our show. And so uh, we want to give our condolences and uh, indicate how sad we are that Rusty had to leave us. He lived a good life, though, 81 years. Very good. Well done, bro. Mm. So, let's move on to a rat story. Uh, okay. The fact is that uh, this, it's, again, these, these stories just, like I said before, fall on our lap. I was kind of disappointed because I thought I was going to have to do one on humans called the Rat Pack. Oh, and all yeah. of a sudden I start Google searching. 
And I realized that I was coming up right below Rat Pack. I was coming up with Pack Rat. Now, we hear the word Pack Rat quite often used to indicate yeah. a person who collects a lot of stuff, a hoarder of sorts. And uh, But really, it's an actual rodent. So what we're going to do is talk a little bit about the Pack Rat. And it does have the characteristics that you would imagine. Uh, this is a mm. rodent, which is... Uh, I don't know. It's got a bushy tail, which makes it a little different than a rat. But the yeah. rest of it looks like a rat, and it's it's a little larger, not much. Uh, with tail, it might be you know twelve to fifteen inches long. Got a long and tail though. Long tail, very long, bushy tail. It looks like a, yeah. like a squirrel. They are good old squirrels, yeah. you know. That was yeah. them good eating squirrels. And uh, <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> I don't know squirrels. about them. I don't know about them good eating pack rat. Considering the stuff that they're carting around. Yeah. Okay, so um, they, they're, they're adaptable. They, they're able to take moderate cold, moderate heat. So as a result, you might find them in, in, a, in a variety of places all over the world, including mostly the southwest United States. Now, but really, what's that feature, though, that really makes this animal when it cut a little bit different, it's that nesting. Why don't you uh, give us a little yeah. lowdown on that? Yeah, the nest is, is actually called a midden, M-I-D-D-E-N. And uh, this thing is interesting. Uh, now, this is another difference between a rat and a pack rat. Rats don't, per se, build nests. But these guys do. Uh, and it's not... A, there are other animals that kind of do a little of this. Hamsters do some of this, too. You know, they, they collect things. And soft things that they want to lay on, just like if you were out in the wild and you want to create a, a bed to, to go to sleep in. But these are also somewhat protective. Uh, they're birthing stations, they're sleep stations, and they're made up of everything and anything. And let's say you have a personality characteristic. And sometimes that mm. characteristic can get a little carried away. And that's yeah. kind of like what pat rats are. It's sensible that they would get cotton or wool or something to make a nest out of. It's not sensible that they would grab buttons yeah, or, or you know, pennies. But they do. Because they like shiny, shiny objects. They're shiny. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is they don't have a, 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 a long period of concentration. So as a result, they can be carting something and all of a sudden they took a look around and they see something else. And they'll just leave that other thing there and move on to something else. You sure these aren't uh, humans we're talking about? Yeah, I, I'm beginning to wonder. Uh, yeah. Short, uh, you know, it, uh, attention, attention, short attention, attention it, oh, deficit disorder, <laughs> ADD. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, see, the the other thing that's kind of interesting is that their nests not only have a variety of stuff, but they can be rather intricate in terms of the the way they're formed, so that there can be little cubby holes in them. Uh, yeah, so, so they're very sophisticated with respect to yeah. the dwelling. Uh, that's my read on it, and, uh, a wonderful animal, mm. and, uh, you know, I, you look at it, and we, we'll put it in the show notes. It's yeah. A, it looks like a cuddly little critter. It does look friendly. It does look <laughs> friendly. He doesn't look vicious, you know? <laughs> he, yeah, and he doesn't have teeth hanging down, you know, on the ground or anything, you know, big long and, teeth. And they're smart. What they do is they'll, they'll yeah. find hiding spots to, to make these nests, you know, crevices, holes, whatever. They're not one yep. for for tunneling, but they yeah. are big on trying to find those. Obviously, be, for their survival, they need to find places to uh, that they can be pretty well secluded. And the other thing is their ha- their their diet is mostly uh, plants, so they're not what you yeah. call uh, carnivorous types. Right, they like seeds and things like that, mm-hmm. and stems. 
Yeah, they're they're probably experts in pharmacology. I feel very good about this animal. Do you? How good? I sure do. All good. All good. Very good. Incredibly good. Wow. Uh, We (laughs) scored on that one. What do you think? Should we do the word? Should we do the word? Uh, Yeah. Hit hit us with a word. Hit us with a word. This is uh, this is a little different. This is this is a word that came into vogue around the turn of the. 20th century of well 1900s early 1900s late 1800s the word is called skidoo it's spelled two ways s-k-i-d-o-o or s-k-i-d-d-o-o oh ladder ladder is the most common spelling Mm. it's pronounced skidoo and it means leaving quickly being forced to leave quickly by someone else or taking advantage of a propitious opportunity to leave. Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah, when the getting's good, go. Yeah, an example. <laughs> hey, you two, skidoo. Yeah. We've heard, people have said that to us, I think, together. Yeah, I've been there. asked to vacate the premises before. Yeah, me too. I got it out of a book called Sasha Masha by Agnes Borinsky. Uh, you know, it's a word I'd heard throughout my life, only occasionally, but early life. Definitely not mm. in later years. You don't hear Skidoo much. Now there's a punk band that's got the name or a play on the name Skidoo, so it's not unheard of. And there's a variation of this word, John. Are you aware of it? No, I'm not. But I'm Twenty three Skidoo. Twenty three Skidoo. Oh yeah. Hey, listen. Give us a little of the background on that because I didn't I'd look like, it up. Well, twenty three Skidoo. Twenty three was a, an address, uh, and I, you know, it was a street address, a number. So that's where that number came from, and it was associated with this get-the-hell-out-of-here kind of thing, like a bar, and I think there was a bar or something at that address, and they would they were known for telling people to leave if they were obnoxious. And so the phrase started out as 23 skidoo, and then got shortened to 23 sometimes, and then skidoo sometimes. 23 means to leave. So it's kind of like American culture code, if you will. Wow. So, yeah, it and it's it was used in a number of movies. The whole yeah, thing, there's actually Skidoo. a movie called Skidoo too. There's one made 1968 yeah. that has a. It's one of those movies that has everybody under the sun doing a cameo, including Groucho yeah. Marx, etc. Jackie Ooh. Gleason started 1968. It was just, I think it was just an opportunity for a bunch of veteran actors and actresses that are pretty well uh, their careers were over with to kind of have a reunion yeah. and they made it into a movie <laughs> why not right hey while they while they're there let's let's do something and put it on the big screen yeah so, so anyway, that's do. Our you word. can look it up yeah yeah you can look it up uh there's a wealth of information about all the movies and junk that people have used this word in all right so that's the word we typically uh, shy away from topics that are like breaking news or in the news forever and ever and ever. And like this last week, uh, obviously the delivery of the two of the of the one vaccine and the imminent delivery of the other one by Pfizer, the other by, by Moderna is breaking news. I mean, it's big deal. But the bottom line is, what are these vaccines and what makes them their impact so greater than what we than than what we've seen in the past. 
So uh, it makes you take a deep dive, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let the uh, Mr. Science Man, my bro here, yeah. give most of the description on it. So why don't you start by telling me a little bit about some of the buzzwords that are important as we take a look at this very unique, or not unique, but very different at least vaccine as we speak. Yes, the vaccine is for the coronavirus or COVID nineteen, as it's called. In case someone's listening to this years later and they don't know what we're talking about when we say oh, they've virus. They haven't been listening for a year. Yeah. They've been exactly. in a cave. When we say the virus, we only mean one virus. But here's, here's the problem with uh, inoculations, with vaccines. The problem is you have to enter normal vaccines. They're called bacterial vaccines or antibody vaccines that use bacteria. They introduce a little bit... Or, or viral vaccines, they, use a, they introduce a little bit of the disease into your body to stimulate the body into producing antibodies that will mm-hmm. fight the virus. So that's the way measles worked. That's the way everything else works, all yep. the vaccinations we had for viri, for viruses. So <clears throat> what is different about this one? Well, this journey started 30 years ago, John. Yes. This is not a novel uh, solution to the problem, it is a novel implementation of that solution right. because people have been chasing this thing for 30 years and it was the coronavirus that forced people to act on it because the path to creating a vaccine using this method is much faster. The trials go faster, the testing goes faster, the production goes faster. About the only thing complicated about this solution the new Moderna and Pfizer solutions is you have to refrigerate very carefully. The Pfizer one, it has to be 90 degrees below zero. So ultra refrigeration, they call it. Moderna, you need normal refrigeration. And there's a reason for that we'll talk about in a second, maybe if we get to it. I so, have one other difficulty with it. I have trouble yeah. understanding it because once they use the words DNA and RNA, it all of a sudden, it kind of, it, I get nervous as I try to understand yeah. it. Maybe you can help clarify yeah. that. What this vaccine is, it's a trick. Ooh. It tricks the body, particularly the immune system. And all vaccines do a bit of trickery. But this is downright fiendish. What they do is, in a good way, what they do is there's DNA, which is our genetic sequencing that determines who we are, what we look like. A determinator, determinator. Determinism. <laughs> D, <laughs> DNA. Yeah. Dinoxy. I come up with my own words. ribonucleic acid. That's what it is. Okay. So that's DNA. And that's good. Mm. The determinator. I like that. Uh, so why don't we just edit our DNA? Well, there's several reasons. The equipment required to do that is very expensive. And something can go wrong. wrong. Other parts of genetic code could get altered. Mm. <laughs> In other words, John could end up looking like me, and that would be bad. Oh, so very bad. very bad. So what RNA and DNA are, they are very closely related. DNA is like a 1,000-page instruction manual, manual for your body and, mm-hmm. how it's, and your mind to an extent, how it's supposed to develop. So you've got a 1,000 pages of instructions. RNA is like taking one page out of that pile, only one page. So it's very specific, very limited. It's not going to you know, change everything about you. But 
these very clever people at Pfizer and Moderna figured out a way to get the genetic sequencing for immunity to the COVID virus, particularly its protein spike that's causing all this problem. With That's what makes it novel. That's what makes it terrible. And that's what makes us want to get rid of it. So how do you do this? The RNA is surrounded by a little fat uh, module so that it's protected and it doesn't go bad. They have a short lifespan and, and they're not like living things, but they're kind of like living things. They can they can devolve very quickly and you lose their effectiveness. So that's one of the reasons they're refrigerated. That's one of the reasons that they're packaged the way they are. So they inoculate you with this RNA. And what happens is a new page gets inserted in your instruction manual that's very, very, very specific. And the instructions are, if you see this protein spike, and they, you know, the RNA has what it looks like in it, then turn on your immune system and fight this thing. Right. And so not only does it work for when you have it, it works even when you don't have it. So it works into the future. We don't know how far into the future it works, but it does essentially make your immune system in your body such that will always fight the coronavirus, the COVID-19 virus. So mm-hmm. it's instructions. RNA is instructions. DNA is the instruction manual. If you understand right. those two things, then it's hard to get confused about DNA and RNA. Good explanation, and boy, did I need it. Uh, well, I would uh, say that it we all I, do. Yeah, and I, I read through it. I, I appreciate that. But, I mean, the, the bottom line is we don't – what makes it so it's a clean – a solution to our, to the the virus because it yes. doesn't a lot. We don't have to put a the actual uh, small uh, version of the virus in order to create the antibodies. We've got a way of messaging to get those antibodies without doing that, which is all good. If yeah, we take a look clean, at the background as vaccine. to what's happening here, is that we've mm-hmm. got. You know, I tried to look at this thing with respect to well, how many of these companies are doing this? Yeah. <clears throat> you hear you hear the the word 150 vaccines out there that's world then what you do if you look at it you could break those vaccines down into you know which ones are under development which ones are being tested with animals which ones are tested with humans you got 50 of them with humans you can break that down to coming up with four clinical major tests being done in the united states of which two of those are moderna and pfizer the other two are not using the and i don't want to get into the other ways in which things are done in no, terms of right. the, the what I would call the uh, the vaccine technology that's used, our, the RDAs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're we're in a pretty good spot. And but what I think the most important thing we want to emphasize here is the broad nature of the of what's going on here, and the fact that it has other implications. Perhaps you can talk a little bit about about how that yeah. uh, works. Yes, uh, the broad implications are this was not originally designed for COVID. Uh, they were in uh, stage one trials, uh, uh, Pfizer was. They were in stage one trials. And by the way, they they are an international company. And yeah. there was a German scientist who had spent his right. life studying this and working on it. And he's the leader in the field, and he belongs to Pfizer. So that's why they were already working on stuff for other viruses. And mm-hmm. genital herpes was one of the target viruses that they were working on. And so they were using this exact same method to fight genital herpes. And the interesting thing about it is they were in stage one with that. 
But, you know, they had to go more slowly because of funding and because of a bunch of other stuff. Well, when the corners got cut, so to speak, and there was a huge global emergency, they tapped this guy right away and said, forget about general herpes and the other two viruses that you're working on. Forget those. Work on COVID-19, 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 and figure out the best way to create a solution for COVID-19. And he went right after the protein spike that COVID-19 has. And it was brilliant the way he did it. Moderna did the exact same thing. They have a slightly different delivery system that doesn't require as much refrigeration. But, you know, it's it's fascinating to me that one thing can lead to another, to another, to another, and here we are. And this has moved up. This pandemic is terrible, and it's killed hundreds of thousands, millions of people. It's terrible. But there's one silver lining, and that silver lining is it forced the drug companies, big pharmas, to actually come up with a solution a better solution than the non-clean vaccines that introduce the disease. This introduces only instructions on how to fight the disease. And Mm -hmm. it's clever. There's only one side effect, and it's called inflammation. If you're a person who's allergic to a lot of stuff, you may have some inflammation from it. And U.S. test subjects and European test subjects are prone to inflammation. Other populations are not. So you may find that people in Afghanistan have very little problem very low incident of problems with the vaccine because their inflammatory systems are healthier. Ours are not because of processed foods and sugars and bunches oh, of other stuff well, okay. and diabetes and all okay, that. Okay, you're, you're hitting me there. Mm. Yeah, so... Bad, I eat bad stuff. Yeah, well, I eat bad stuff too. So what happens here is that that's the only bad thing and it can be treated. It's not untreatable. But mm. that's so much better than actually coming down with the disease itself you know, our rate, and this is going to impact a lot of stuff in the future, John. Well, yeah, I mean, we're talking other, you know, when other viruses come up, this will be the go-to start as yes. we take a look at it. In addition, faster they're already, I, I was Googling it. Yeah, faster yeah. trials. I mean, we're talking fast track warp speed stuff here. Yes, we are. Um, and, but I actually read an article where they're even looking at it in terms of things ranging beyond viruses. You know, well, I cancer, saw an article, cancer, cancer being yeah, 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 cancer that, being the big one that, you know, obviously this is, this is a, this is a major stretch, but still it's, it's something which, you know, it gives them an opportunity based upon the work they've done. They can see that it's worked. So now what they're going to do is they're going to, they can move on to other things, but we got a bigger fish to fry right now and that's called COVID. So let's, let's yeah. knock that one out of the park and then we can move on to others. Yeah. Well, there's already some, uh, RNA, DNA solutions to prostate cancer i told we talked about earlier in the week so that's already underway and those clinical trials are over and, and it does work but they don't know for how long yeah so, and that's a, that's also with respect to the covid too we yeah that's a, that's one of the big question marks is going to how long it'll last but, but but the point being that if we can if we can at least knock it down now you know we then we get it not beyond manageable but we can then we can really implement do things to contain it and keep it from happening again. Because we the odd, thing, the odd thing about these uh, these pandemics are, for a certain period of time, you need to have a high level of immunity. But then it mm. comes to the point where it no longer exists, mm. and then you don't need the immunity. So shorter term solutions may not be a bad thing in some uh, some respects. Yeah. More targeted. All anyway. good. Uh, these uh, growers are brought to us uh, by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. He provides us with uh, growners every week, uh, commonly referred to as 
the coach. The coach. And we've got, and, and because this is a uh, basketball-driven uh, groaner list I've got here, because with the college basketball and the pro basketball kind of rubbing up again. So here we go. Here's the first one. Who is India's favorite basketball player? Who is India's favorite basketball player? Uh, and it's actually, he's, they could probably come up with, there's a second one too. They, they probably have one close behind this, this fella, because he has a brother. <laughs> oh well. Any thoughts? I'm ready. Give it to me. I can't. I've been toiling. Yeah, I can tell here. your your brain is uh, is being challenged. Uh, yeah, you are. Steph Curry. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he does like have a that. brother too. So I was trying to give you a mild hint, but it, you have to be yeah, kind of basketball centric. Yeah, well, you have to be basketball centric, and I I would yeah. have had trouble. I can't even tell you. I think his his brother's name is Seth Curry. Which <laughs> when you hear oh. both of those first names, you have trouble. Now, yeah. which one did he say? You know. What's okay, the, here's the second one. Yeah. Now, who is basketball's poet laureate? Who is basketball's poor poet laureate? I do not know. Oh, sugar. I thought this would Longfellow. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm uh, sorry. Well, that wasn't as good as Steph Curry, I think. Yeah, it wasn't, but, but I, thought it, I thought it would be easier to get. Oh, oh well. Yeah, you're always trying to make it easy for me. Thank you, John. 